I'm telling you, dude, you're just doing it to screw with me now. Are you even a boomer? What's before a boomer? I don't know. The greatest generation? Oh, God. I, that's what I did. That's what I did. Well, I want to welcome everybody to the party who's joining us on the Job Boy Media feed. It is a good, happy Friday. We're going to start off with describing our hats because for the audio-only people out there, they're dying to know what we're wearing. So let them know what you got here. I got uh, another part of my package I got sent yesterday, this nice, beautiful, white John Boy Media hat. Dad mm -hmm. hat, another great summer hat for me, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm wearing, for the first time this season, I'm donning the Colorado Rockies. I couldn't find my CR, which is, you know, stands. I always thought it stood for Chris Rose. So that's why I like the Colorado Rockies, too. I thought that was kind of neat. But I've got just got the mountaintops here, which I'm, I'm digging. I like digging. that hat. Yeah, it's solid. Thanks. All right, biggest series this weekend, uh, West Coast meeting East Coast in Queens, Padres at the Mets, and we got a great one to start. It's Snell against DeGrom. If you had an NL MVP vote right now, does it go to A, Jacob DeGrom, B, Fernando Tatis Jr., or C, other dude? We have so many good players in the NL. We're, like, truly blessed, but I think right now it's Tatis. Um, hmm. 17 homers, 13 stolen bases. Like, we could be seeing a 40-40 season out of this guy. He's done it. He's He has these numbers, and he's lead. I mean, he's close to the top of the leaderboard in some of these counting stats. He's only he's played in, like, 20% less games um, than a lot of the other guys. So, like, I know Acuna's been really good. Muncie deserves to be mentioned here as well. But uh, Tatis, man, if he gets that defense going, Chris. Yeah, he's got actually hairs. If he can get the defense, get some value out of his defense, then he's going to run away with this thing. But I'm, I want to see – I want a 40-40. And Acuna can do it too. Acuna almost did it a few years ago. Um, these guys, man, if they can run like this and, and, and hit the ball as hard as they do, I think maybe we can see two 40-40 seasons. But Tatis right now is my vote for MVP. So you are not a pitcher-should-win-MVP guy is what I'm tasting here. You're, you're not into it. You didn't like it when Kershaw won it a few years ago. You didn't like it when Verlander won it, even though you faced him as an MVP. You, you didn't feel like those guys were MVPs? I mean, they're great seasons, and I have respect for those guys and what they do, but it's there's just something different about playing every single day. Oh, boy. I really, it's true. The position player bias. Here it goes. Most valuable player. Most valuable player. That's what it says. And guess what? Every time Jacob DeGrom plays, I mean, if he could pitch every other day, I think he'd love to. He can't. So every time he plays, he is the best player on the field. Both, I mean, and offensively. Offensively, look what he does. They stop it, Chris. My gosh. What? You're not buying that? No, come on, man. Stop. I'm just saying, look, I get it. And the pitchers are very important. And they get – Everything else, you know, everything else goes their way. The MVP award is a position player award, in my opinion. Okay. When Jacob DeGrom's walking around with like a .88 ERA <laughs> at the end of the season, come back and visit me. Do you promise? Did, did Bob Gibson win the MVP his year? It went in 1968. When he went, when he went with that whatever point, whatever ERA? One point, the 1.12 ERA, I don't believe he did. No. Shohei can do it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. All right, speaking of Shohei, speaking of Shohei, he is on the mound tonight uh, taking on the Arizona Diamondbacks. I don't know if you've noticed, the Halos have been hot. They have gone 11-5 and five in their last 16. They are sniffing 500. 
Mike Trout's going to come back after the All-Star break. Now, if the Halos have a great weekend and sweep the Diamondbacks, are you a believer? Are you back? <laughs> I mean, what am I, what am I believing in? Like, I believe they're fun to watch. They have a lot of stars on their team. And offensively, they've been doing really well. Their pitching's kind of picked it up a little bit too. But, yeah, when you have a lineup with Otani going off, Rendon hasn't even hit yet. When Rendon gets mm-hmm. going, you have Walsh, who's been incredible. Uh, Upton's been really good. Then you're going to get Trout back. Like That's a fun team to watch. And then when they go through streaks where their pitching is good, they're going to win some games. But mm-hmm. I just don't see that lining up throughout a whole season enough that they can catch the A's or the Astros or even, you know, sneak in as a – as a wild card team. So they can be fun to watch, but I, I, that's not enough for me to believe in them being a, a playoff team. The pitching no. is still a need. It's so interesting because um, offensively, right? No trout. Rendon has been playing, but he's MII. He's got yeah. a minus war. He's yeah. got a minus war. And I would, I never have thought I would have seen that out of that dude, an MVP candidate for years out in Washington. Um, I just think at best they're a 500 team. Yeah, really do, and it stinks. It really bothers me. So even if they sweep and they get above 500 by Monday, I'm still not feeling it. I'm rooting for it. It's the really the number one thing I want to see in this sport. I want to see Shohei Otani. I want to see Mike Trout playing in October, and I I just don't <laughs> feel like I'm going to get it. Mm-mm. So I, maybe next year. Stop. I I can't move on to the next year thing, but I will move on to the next topic, which is the Colorado Rockies. Trevor Story activated off the injured list. You have to imagine he's only got a month left, six weeks tops in a Rockies uniform before he gets traded. Make a plea for a team to trade for him. Oh, man. There's a couple different teams, but the one I like the best – I'm not saying this is the most likely scenario, but I think this is where he fits the best is the Oakland A's. Mm, okay. If you put him in that infield with Chappie and Olsen and Lowry, you know, like this is a significant upgrade. I'm looking at the stats right now. They're third to last in shortstop war, second to last in OPS at the position. It's obviously a whole I, – I was a big fan of the Elvis Andrews signing. Uh, right. I thought they didn't that was- I thought, that was a trade. That was the Chris Davis trade. Trade, sorry. She's been trade. Yeah. Um, I said he didn't even need to hit. I said he's just going to be there and kind of do his thing, and it just it just hasn't worked out. So no. it's not a move that they typically would make, but look, they they're in their window right now. Like if they want to be a legitimate World Series contender, like they kind of already are, but this could put them even closer to it. The whole stadium thing going on up there. Like if they went and made a big postseason playoff run won a World Series, I think things would be a lot easier for them. And Trevor Story could could push them to the top right there. So we know that Story's a free agent. He's part of that outstanding shortstop free agent class. You can definitely bring him in as a rental. Oakland makes perfect sense. I'm going to tell one team to swing for the fences. It won't happen because of the monetary issue. If you trade for him in late July, you're going to owe him still about $6 million. Ready? Tampa Bay Rays. I like that. Do it. I'm telling you, do it. I know you just traded your starting shortstop, Willie Adamas. I know the Taylor Walls is really good defensively, and he's got a round of 770 OPS, which is plenty good for a guy that can pick it at short. But this is something different here. We're talking about really one of the best players in the game when he is fully healthy on both sides of the baseball. 
the Rays were this close to winning it last year. There were a couple times against the Dodgers, they just couldn't muster up any rallies. And I know this year that they're scoring a lot of runs, but when we're talking about playoff time and you need a proven bat and a guy that can handle situations like that, I believe in Trevor Story. You know, he's I, – I just think it would be so much fun to see a team that nickel and dimes its way through the regular season to make a huge splurge. Could you imagine when he walks into a clubhouse like that how the rest of those guys would feel? It'd be incredible. I, I mean, I saw the Rays on here as well. I would love for him to go there, like, even with Wander Franco, like, move Wander over to second base for, for a little bit of time. Like, have those two guys up there to solidify an offense that needs a little bit of help. And what's funny is, you talked about monetary reasons. I think the Rays are more willing to spend than the freaking Yankees. The Yankees have a, self yeah. imp a self-imposed cap that yeah. they won't go over. And another thing the Rays have that, that puts them seriously in the Trevor Story race as for a rental, a loaded farm system, a freaking loaded yeah, farm loaded. system. There's plenty of prospects to go around there. So I could see it happening. I would love for that to happen. And it'd be like a slap in the face to Yankee fans because – the Yankees are supposed to be spending money. That's what they do. They're the biggest market in baseball. I know they have a high payroll, but you can't self-impose a cap and let the Tampa Bay Rays steal a guy that can make you World Series contenders. Yeah. By the way, it was very funny. Uh, Rico just put in the chat, Rays wouldn't upgrade their vending machine. Now, that's funny. That's funny. Just interested. By the way, if anybody can get to Charlie Blackman on Twitter, I want to get him on the Rose Rotation soon. We're trying to set that up. So if you just want to shout out good things in, in Charlie's social media direction, just say, hey, we'd love to hear you on the Rose Rotation. Let's do it. Let's all do it together. Bring him. Uh, up next, give me one starting pitcher that will take the mound this weekend that's a little bit off the radar of everybody that you should say, hey, if you're flipping around and you land on this guy, watch him for an inning or two. Who is it? I think there's a great pitching matchup um, for, of two guys of this, like what you're describing. They're a little off the radar. It's Luis Garcia, who I really like for the Astros, mm -hmm. and Jose Barrios. They're facing okay, the weekend against each other. Luis Garcia is definitely off everybody's radar unless you're in Houston. He's a young guy, 2.75 ERA this year, you know, kind of as a fastball slider guy, but he's been incredible to watch. He's a, one of the biggest reasons the Astros are doing what they're doing. He's been mm -hmm. probably their best pitcher next to, to Grinky. And, uh, you know, that's when a team like that can find, you know, pitchers, starting pitcher like that are of his caliber, just like in their farm system. And that's scary. So yeah. I, I think he's fun to watch. And that's that's a great game to watch because Barrios, believe it or not, might not be in a twins uniform. much no, longer. He, he could be on the move to a contender. So these are two fun guys to watch. Yeah, the twins have about 10 guys out there that could get dealt. So uh, Barrios is definitely one of them. Uh, for me, I, I know it sounds like a homer here, but Aaron Savali is the guy that gets no love whatsoever. And he's pitching this weekend against the Seattle Mariners. He leads the American League with eight wins. But more importantly, he gives the Indians, Indians innings when they haven't been able to get that out of the back end of their rotation at all. Uh, Twelve starts this year. He's gone at least six innings in ten of them. And, you know, a mid-freeze ERA, he doesn't wow you with amazing stuff. He'll sit about 93, which is plenty good enough for a starter in this league. But he moves, he locates. He's like the type of guy, if you have a kid that wants to learn how to pitch, not just throw hard, but how to pitch, watch him a little bit. He's kind of an interesting dude, and he's changed his arm slot, very Giolito-esque over the last couple seasons. All right, last one. This is a fun one. The Mookie Betts play in Pittsburgh yesterday was absolutely unreal. The whirling dervish, the one-hop throw to home, the nail runner. 
spectacular. But was he one-upped by that kid, the fan in Cincinnati who caught Joey Votto's home run, the left-handed snag diving over two seats? Which play was better? <laughs> I mean, don't make me disrespect this kid because it was a great catch, but Mookie's play was, was just incredible. Better than the kid? I mean, that's a great catch. I'll give it to him, but I, I just want to talk about Mookie. I feel like we haven't talked about Mookie all, all year. That's true. It's a strange thing. You know, he's a superstar out in L.A., but um, the Mookie catch, it's so hard. Coming in on a ball like that, you know, going away from your arm angle, shoestring catch and be able, being able to plant, spin, and then fire a strike to home plate. Like, it's, it's like when I watch skateboarding and they're like, Oh, that trick looks – it's so technical, and I don't understand how hard it is, but, like, I'll, I'll trust them. Like, trust me, this right. was an incredibly technical play and very hard play uh, to accomplish. So, like, when I watched it, I was, I was floored. But Mookie makes it look so easy. And, you know, we don't talk about him, and you think, oh, is he having a bad year? He's not. No. 2.2 war, 127 OPS plus. He just hasn't been Mookie Mookie, but give right. him time and it'll be there. Uh, it, it was a fantastic play. I don't know how many right fielders, to be honest with you, just catching the ball, standing still or coming in and then throwing with their momentum would have one-hopped it with the accuracy that he did while spinning, which was sensational. Uh, however, I'm giving that kid a ton of credit in Cincinnati. I mean, diving play to his right. And the amazing thing was it looked like he went through the hands of some other guy right in front of him. So his vision was blocked to make that play and then to get the mom hug at the end, you know, Fine, this is better. <laughs> I like the part where it's true, though. He did. He was blocked totally by that guy trying trying to catch it who absolutely whiffed at that ball. Yeah, that's true. All right, what do you have going on this weekend? I know you're hitting the road, right? Yes, I'm going right now. We're going to go record our series recap uh, for Talking Baseball, and then I am headed tomorrow uh, to Minnesota doing a charity softball thing with Maurer. And a bunch of old Twins players. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I'll be uh, doing our stuff on the road, man. Be a little bit oh. different. This background will be different. Well, wait a second. I thought you weren't joining us on Monday. Uh, Monday, yeah, I think I can. I don't know. I have to see. I have to see my schedule, Chris. Do you not want me? No, no, no. It's not I don't. Come on, stop. What do you mean I don't want you? It's, I, I already called, I already called a, a fill-in. I thought you were traveling. You said I was out because you're not doing the talk of baseball. I'm filling in for you on talk of baseball on Monday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I probably – I have to see my schedule. I, I'm not sure exactly what it is. I could be completely just off base here. But, yes, that's fine. I won't be here Monday or Tuesday probably. Well, that, All right, now hold on here. Now, now I feel bad. Now it seems like I'm kicking you off the show. I do not want to do that. I no, I, I, going. I have golf on Monday with all the boys, but I think oh, it's – Oh, yeah, no, no. <laughs> you're out. I'm out. You're out. Go take a boys' day. You let me know when you want to come back. Are you off Tuesday too? I need to know your schedule here. You know, I, I got to call big, big. Tuesday, Tuesday's the actual charity event, so that'll be a day where I'm pretty much busy all day. Um, oh well, I think I've got a. Uh, I think I've got a really good fill in for you on Tuesday. Yeah. Monday and t how about how about this? Monday and Tuesday, I'm not going to be there. Okay. Okay. It'll still be worth watching because you got to find out who's going to join us and who I'll have trouble letting into the Instagram live. I love that. Wednesday right. I'll be there, but probably very hungover. I'm going to say oh. right now. Oh, hungover ploof <laughs> is the best kind of ploof there yeah, is. Kind of is. All right, listen, travel safely. Tell Maurer and the boys I say hello. Uh, everybody out there, have a good, safe weekend. Enjoy your baseball. Enjoy your family and your friends. Let's be safe out there. Let's take care of one another. I feel like I'm doing the end of a Jerry Springer show. This is perfect.
Uh, all right, Plouffe, have a good time, man, up there in the Twin Cities. All right, C. Rose, have a good one, man. Peace, everybody.